Thank you for tuning in to the Unjiggered Podcast. If you enjoy listening, please consider subscribing and giving us a rating on your podcast service of choice. Also, don't forget to like and tag us on Instagram at unjiggered underscore media. Thank you to everybody for listening, and now, on with the show. You're listening to Unjiggered, a bartender podcast where we interview highly successful bartenders about their careers, lives, and the passion of bartending. This week, we caught up with Vani Kang, the world-class 2019 winner just before she moved to Taipei. We chat about her inspiring work ethic, her world-class 2019 victory, and of course, that defining top eight speed challenge. With this podcast, we want to peel back the mask and discover just how the greats really became the greats. So sit back and enjoy. My name is Fanny Kang and originally from South Korea and used to work in Singapore and now I'm moving to Taipei. Fantastic. Thank you for uh, finding the time. We managed to catch you just before you leave Singapore. How long have you lived here for? Uh, I'm here for nine years. Mm -hmm. Then I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> nine years is a long time. Yes. Eh? So have you always worked in bars? No. Uh, uh, yes. I since moved to Singapore, I work as waitress. Mm -hmm. Then I actually start bartending seven years. Okay. Going to be seven years. And yeah. uh, why did you decide to start bartending? Uh, actually, eventually, world-class competition. So my ex-beverage manager just won world-class Singapore 2019, same year as Eric Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he represents Singapore. No, 2009, to no, 10. 2010. 10, 10, 10. Yeah, 2010, correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just for me, it was just everything was so amazing. So he used some fresh stuff to create some amazing cocktails and everyone is so excited to talk with chit-chat with him kind of thing and yeah that is just inspired me to be become like someone like him mm -hmm. yeah what were the first steps that you did in order to become a bartender so how did you go about it because you have this idea i want to become the most amazing bartender in the world how do you go about it so i was decided to back to korea because my english was very poor so i can't learn anything from singapore so I decided to move back to Korea for a year. Then I studied those very basic stuff like gin is made from what, vodka is made from what kind of thing. And then those simple classic cocktails. Then I back to Singapore and start over again. So I start with the waitress first. Mm -hmm. Then slowly, slowly I taking part kind of competition and then like again like Diageo World Class 2013 mm -hmm. and after that I promote to bartender okay yeah. so when you were working on the floor uh, you said that you were still as a waitress trying to enter competitions am I right yeah so how did you go about making drinks and where did you find the knowledge and the time to make drinks as a waitress uh, it's actually kind of a lim limitation because um, many things I don't know and then when I first Join work class 2013, I actually literally practice everything, every single thing. So all the speech, all the making cocktails, step by steps, and just every day practice. I, I take my off day, I take my leave and everything. So when it comes to some of the challenge that you need to create like on the spots or like mystery box challenge, I have a very kind of limitation because I don't know how to create something new on the spots mm -hmm. because I don't have much experience and that I was waitress I'm not real bartenders 
Okay. Yeah. So, uh, how many hours practice did you put a day, more or less, on average? Uh, when 2013, literally morning till until night, midnight. So every day, I actually I have very big support from hotel side, so I can borrow like a ballroom like. A kind place. of end space, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So literally morning until like midnight, and then um, because I also need to wait for my managers because she actually helped me a lot on speech, okay. English yeah, part. Mm-hmm. So kind of memorized together with kind of the paper we wrote everything. Blackboard, uh, yes. whiteboards. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, how much did you learn during this experience? Uh, I really learned a lot. Um, first thing is was. I meet so many new friends in industry, and then second is um, I managed to visit all the cocktail bar in Singapore, and yeah, like slowly learn how to create some new drinks with the challenge, and then also most important thing is I learn how to speak to customer, yeah, not just competition, mm-hmm. yeah, slowly become a real bartender, not just competition bartender, bartender yeah. yeah. So, like, really, the, the competitions have been a, a way for you to really develop yourself as a bartender. Yeah. So you started with that specific mindset. Yes. It's the very first time I hear something like that, you know? Uh, yeah, actually, some of them, uh, maybe they say competition is maybe wasting time or kind of thing. I heard a few times, but mm-hmm. for, for me personally, I believe that. And then I also sent a lot of my junior bartender for competition because... It's not about win or not win or you represent Singapore. That is a second thing. That is a bonus. Most important thing is they can actually improve their confidence because you pre- you present it's your baby. Your dreams is your baby and your stories. So I think most important thing is you can get way more confident in front of the audience and then you create your dream for your own on you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time for your your career your mm-hmm. own things so this is quite interesting because uh, at least from my point of view i've always seen competitions as something that you do once you've established yourself as a bartender within your team and i've never seen competitions as a tool to grow i mean eventually they become a tool to grow and when you you enter it and you see it you think okay i can learn so much from this but uh, I was always taught that, that you have to get to the point where you can do competitions. You can't just enter competitions. And to hear from you that you've used them, you've used competitions to your advantage so much, it's unbelievable. I find it very, very inspiring. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I believe that different people, different thought or mm-hmm. different style. But for me, um, I really appreciate for competition. Because sometimes in the hotel bar, you have a very limitation for you to do something, as you know, mm-hmm. because you have a lot of rule and regulation. And we wanted to do something that, or you want, we wanted to create something that is very hard to, always there has a line or limitation to do. Mm-hmm. But I find out the competition when you go, I feel I'm alive. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want, like because there is some some competition they will give you a challenge. Like you can do literally whatever you want. You can create something amazing kind of thing. So I don't keep a limitation or line. I can do just what I want, what mm-hmm. I like. So I feel I can. I'm growing, but of course, competition is just part of your bartender's life. Mm-hmm. Is competition is not for everything, but for me. 
it's worth it to for you to grow mm-hmm. with the competition. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very eye-opening. You mentioned uh, that you competed in World Class. How did you do that year, 2013? 2013, <laughs> just, just everything is practice. Everything was research, and I asked so many different people for support and help. And then I believe that I met so many great people around me. That's why I have me now. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was really actually very tough moment and then really um, a lot of hard work and a lot of people's around me support thing kind of thing uh, yeah of course and uh, so you finish your work class then eventually you got a job as a bartender how did it go behind the bar working as a full-time bartender did you find any difficulties yes I of course like you know like I mean World class is uh, one of the bigger bartender competition, and that moment we don't much have many competition, so I believe that everyone's dream to achieve in world class the great result. Then, 2013, my first world class, I get the top four in Singapore. So like many people actually after that come to my bar and try to order some cocktails, and then I. I'm so nervous because I know that I did for competition is everything I was practice. And then I don't have head bartender and we don't have proper bartender in my previous bar. So just everything was practice. Every single one to ten, everything just practice every day. Then suddenly people come to bar like they order some um, bespoke drink or some like some classic cocktail that I don't know. So I was find out, oh, this is some challenge, another challenge. Mm-hmm. Because pra- competition, I just practice every day. But this is a real life, real bartender's life, right? Suddenly mm-hmm. people come. So I, I found out some challenge and I need to study some knowledge and yeah, start to do one, one by one mm-hmm. in daily life. Mm-hmm. What tools did you use to practice for your bartending job? So, uh, Another lucky day is that I transferred down to Antidote 2013 after the other work class. Then I finally met my mentor, which is called Tom Hogan. Mm-hmm. So after I met Tom, then he slowly teach me how to um, create some cocktail or like some knowledge of the spirit or some other classic cocktails. And most important thing is he actually pushed me a lot for the speak to customer okay Mm, because my previous bar was uh, located at 70th floor which is sky bar now Mm -hmm. so everyone's just sitting at the view so no one wants to talk to uh, bartender in the bar counter Mm -hmm. so i don't practice how to chit chat with the customer okay but after i moved to antidote i start to chit chat with customer and kind of thing but i was so nervous and then I always worry about my English, so I don't want to talk to customer. But Tom is the person always push me, mm-hmm. and then he actually literally stand beside me and he listen to our conversation. So if he, we, I need help, he always jump in and help me. Okay, mm. okay, okay. So actually, after I met him, I slowly become how the bartender is not just making cocktail behind the bar. You need to like hospitality. You mm. need to talk to customer and kind of everything. Yeah. Okay. 
And uh, have you had any difficult moments with it? Like, do you remember anything that went very bad with you having to talk to a guest and this guest flipped so somehow? Or Yeah, <laughs> actually yeah. a few times because I don't understand some okay. English. So maybe some customer feel quite, quite annoyed. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, a few times. And then, actually, last time, the female bartender is not very common in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And they just take it as differently. Yeah. Actually, I have some challenge long ago. But now, it's, everyone is now the it's same. Better? Yeah. Okay. Now, it's better. So, as a woman, uh, as a bartender woman, you had challenges. You, you think you had a bit of challenges just because you were a woman? Um... Not, 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 not because the job was more difficult for you, but because people perceived you as like, why, why is she here or anything like that? Yeah, and actually I have a challenge. Uh, just an example, like we do the same service to customer, but maybe some gentlemen misunderstand. So they write for me the room number mm -hmm. last time. Yeah, so I just straight go to Tom like I have received room number asked me to come up to oh, really? room yeah kind of thing but I'm just do my my job I just give them the hospitality I just nice to okay. all the customer the same uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> but maybe some guy, uh, guy customer is misunderstand okay. yeah. or maybe also um, some of them they just doesn't, doesn't want to order drinks from me from me yeah, they purposely order from guys, not the... Oh, really? Yeah. Is it still happening? Or uh, less? Now, no, no. Oh, okay. But that was uh, like six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Singapore has changed a lot in six years, huh? Mm, yes. Yeah, and uh, so you have spent uh, how many time? How many years in Antidote? Uh, if I count everything, it's five years. Five years? Yeah. And how did Antidote change during these uh, five years? And what was your role in the change? Uh... First, we was really great uh, bar in Singapore. It's one of the best hotel bar in Singapore because not many hotel bars on that time. Mm -hmm. And then we do a lot of um, um, like fresh herb because fresh herb garden was one of our selling point and mm -hmm. a unique point. So we grew a lot of fresh herbs, kind of flower. So we tried to match with our cocktail and simple and interesting and refreshing cocktail and then we have always have great tapas and try to match with the drinks and tapas kind of things but after three years we actually kind of uh, low going dropped a little yeah, bit, drop yeah. a bit mm -hmm. and then we have a mending issue after mm -hmm. our head bartender left we have a, a bit of struggling with the mending kind of thing okay. and actually I was left Antido once okay yeah then after I back to Antidote. Um, uh, sorry, where did you go while you left uh, Antidote? I went to Nutmeg and Club. Ah, okay. Yeah, I joined Colleen. Yes. Uh, how long have you worked in Nutmeg for? Uh, one year. One year. Yes, okay. because I wanted to have some private bar experience. Of course, yeah. it's very important. Mm. Yeah. And then also I met another uh, great bartender. His name is Kain from Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. So like another like learning point kind of thing. And after that, uh, I joined back to Antidote with Tom. Mm -hmm. I worked for Tom for a while. After that, he left. Okay. So after that, we got a bit of struggling with the mending issue. We kind of, you know, looking for new uh, barman kind of thing. 
then few time passed by, then I become a head bartender. Okay. And then work, working with my husband, he's actually behind the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, so we try to push again, try to push up the antidote's name and then try to work hard together with the team. Yeah. Okay. When you jo- when you moved from being a bartender to being a head bartender, what were the main challenges that you had and how did you go about uh, solving them? Um personally thinking because I need to building my own team. So like because now I'm my position is head, so I'm not a junior anymore, right? So I need to uh, working together with team, become a mentor, mm-hmm. and then become a like guardian kind of thing. So I think building uh, your team was a challenge, but also fun because you can really feel that is a you know a unique bond. Yeah, yes. yeah, become a big team. Yeah. Yes, correct, and also. Mm, like, I always create the drink for competition, but now I need to create drink for our bar. So you need to balance what kind of uh, ambience or what kind of concept kind of thing you need mm-hmm. to think about because Antido is quite huge. So uh-huh. we cannot do interest uh, too many complicated, complicated drinks. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Of course. So always find the balance because we always have mending issue. We don't have many bartenders behind the bar. So try to find the balance, great drink, but also they can manage yeah, the flavor course. and the, the, the drinks. Easy to deliver. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah Antidote is a very big bar. Mm. Um, the menu is quite unique. Uh, what is the main brief uh, behind the menu? What's the main concept? And uh, how do you go about creating the drinks for the menu? So first thing I try to do is a uh, like refreshing, clean, and then first menu. Our after I become head bartender, our very first menu was uh, try to link up with uh, our herb garden. So try to use a lot of our fresh herbs and the fruits and flowers kind of thing match together, and of course with the chef. So try to uh, think about how we're going to. But not we we don't have pairing menu, but we try to link up with what kind of drinks if customer order this food how, how are we going to manage to upsell with the drinks and food kind uh-huh. of thing and then second menu I try to create that uh, everyone can easy to manage and then can be more fast you know okay can mm-hmm. uh, fast deliver yeah, yeah. make it more easy to easy easy yeah. to mm-hmm. yes. produce mm. fantastic and uh, who designs the menu for you so I, the concept was my idea, mm-hmm. but we actually have a great colleagues that can draw the drawing. So he's actually tattoo artist. Okay. So we actually got meeting, but actually very, very uh, rushing to come out with the drawing part. Okay. Yeah. Because the drawing part is quite beautiful mm, as well. Yes. The drinks are also delicious. And um, you've been in Antidote for quite a while now. What made you decide that you were ready to move? Um... Wanted to take some new challenge because okay. I'm I'm really love Antidote and especially Fairmont brand, but I was stay for quite long. And then my first previous first job at Antidote is actually same group, so I literally stayed this group for 
hold my Singapore life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I wanted to take some new challenge and new experience in overseas. And then that is actually Taipei okay. and Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And then I I don't know why, but always I have a great relationship and some unique destiny like kind of thing with Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. So are you worried about the language barriers that you will have there? I'm worried about the Mandarin, but I'm more than happy to learn new language and especially Mandarin. I will try. So maybe next time I come, I can speak to you Mandarin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to learn Mandarin Yeah, too. you need to learn Mandarin. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah. And um, she, she. and uh, <laughs> what are you going to do in Taipei? Tell us. Uh, so we are opening a kind of restaurant bar. So the bar is, uh, the name is Mu. So Mu Taipei. So the bar is actually kind of speak easy and then very small bar like like the seated kind of feel. And then it will be more cozy and then... We don't have a service. We has actually have five bartenders, so everyone can rotate to do bar and service same time together. And then, yeah, the drinks is going to be very simple and more delicate and easy to produce and easy to drink. And also we will try to just hint of Asian flavor. Maybe it can be Korea, can be Japan, can be uh, Southeast Asia, kind of old Taiwan, yeah. And then the restaurant side is we will do refined tapas. Okay. Yeah. So, so the restaurant and the bar food is different. Okay. So the bar food is much more simple and just finger food. And then restaurant side is more like a course. Yeah. So we will doing for dinner first at the moment, but we might going to do lunch as well. Then also we also have a private dining room. So if you want to have more cozy, more private kind of uh, space, we also can provide you private dining room. How big yeah. will the bar be? So it's a total is a almost 70 seated. Okay, quite so, big. So yeah, restaurant size is 40 and then bar size is 30. But good thing about the bar and the restaurant is we also have a thin line. So we have a private event kind of thing we can open up okay. with the bar and restaurant. Together, okay. Yes. And uh, tell us about the name. How did you choose the name? So Mu is actually Chinese word, but it's a showcase on tree. Okay. But also, it's the, because Chinese has so many different meaning, but maybe uh, and then their pronouns is same and different writing. Okay. So it's um like you can write another way is actually water. Okay. So water is actually represent bar, and then wood is actually represent restaurant. Okay. So you cannot live, wood cannot live without water. Yeah. So we kind of uh, link up together, and then also another thing is like uh, eye. Okay. Another so meaning. Yeah. Another meaning is eye. Uh-huh. So kind of vision. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been working on this idea for? Actually, quite sure. Um, Less than six months, okay. yeah, three months, yes. So quite, but actually, uh, we talk about this project for year, but after the process was very short, less than three months. And uh, was it difficult to find a property in uh, Taipei? How did you go about finding a place? Uh, actually, I have uh, one of um, our partner is from tai- Taiwan, and then he is actually my coach for world class competition okay. is 2019 mm-hmm. 
and a really good friend of mine. So he's actually helped us to go and see all the place and kind of thing. And he's actually already has own bar in Taipei, which is a uh, bar mood. Ah, okay. Awesome. Yes. Fantastic. So uh, 50 best bar in Asia and the one of the top bar in Taipei. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. And uh, you mentioned it. Uh, so let's uh, talk about it. World Class uh, 2019. So we, we mentioned that for the 2013, you had to put a lot of practice in. And you mentioned that you're the coach for this competition. How did, um, what was the relationship in between you and the coach? And how much time did you spend practicing? So for me, doesn't matter about small or big competition. I always take it very serious. I wanted to be the... I don't want to regret after I finish competition. doesn't matter about what, what result. So I put a lot of effort. Uh, actually, 2013, I decided to join back to work class was really very hard time for me because after 2014, I was actually resting for work class for almost four five years. Uh-huh. Mm. Then I actually take back other competition because I feel I'm not ready for the work class competition. So it's very hard for me to decide that back to work class 2019. And then I told myself, if I join this time, this is my last work class competition. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I was really nervous for national final in Singapore because uh, I found that everyone is new face, old, you know, energetic, young, talented bartenders. And then I'm kind of old. <laughs> so it's very hard to compete you're with. You're not old, but I, I <laughs> yeah. what you mean. Like, yes. Yeah, you're not 19 either. <laughs> Thank so you. So uh, it's a very big challenge and very big burden for me, but i very lucky that I made it to Global Final. Mm-hmm. But I feel that, um, I don't know, I just feel too too nervous and that I need someone who really know about our class uh, experience. So I try to look around that few number of seniors from Singapore or other countries, but I think that Nick is the best person and then we already have some relationship and then he know that my style behind the bar. Mm-hmm. So I personally uh, ask him for favor that can be my coach. But I was so worried that because we are different country, I'm from Singapore, he's from Taiwan. And then Taiwan is always take part world class and then they always has very good score in mm-hmm. Glover. So I was kind of worried, but I still tried to ask. Then very lucky that he said yes. Awesome. Yeah. So after that, he actually before I fly to Glover, he came actually Singapore twice, but um, very short. He came first was three nights and second was four nights. Okay. Mm. And uh, how much practicing did you do for the global final? Uh, so every day we start practice 7 in the morning till 12 p.m. because Antido is kind of uh, all-day dining. Mm-hmm. So we can't just practice behind the bar on afternoon, like lunch service. So we come 7 in the morning. Then the maximum we try to do like 12 p.m. And maybe we will do like 6 to 7 p.m. one more hour kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, did you practice during your days off? Yes, of course. I, I take my off day and I clear my leaf so 
always believe that competition is my own time, so I cannot use working hour to do practice my competition. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So you have never used the part time or essentially your guest time for your competition. You always were. If you are at the bar, you are one hundred percent focused on the bar, and if you are yes, practicing, correct. so you have you manage to separate those two. Yes, correct. Because I think this is something that is very very important for especially younger generations, because mm. it's something that is not always the case. You know, there are a lot of situations in which someone might be practicing or trying different things for a competition during the shift. Yes, correct. Yeah. So I also find out some of the issue with this kind of thing before. So I always remind uh, my bartenders that I, I understand if really the business is not busy or, you know, really depend on the situation. But for me, I always using my own time for practice, for competition. So I try to educate with the young, our bartender mm-hmm. that try to come early or maybe stay back after you your shift. Or maybe off day, just you spend maybe three hours for practice your competition. Yeah. And uh, so, global final, uh, you fly to Glasgow? Glasgow, yes. How did that go? Uh, because this year we traveled quite a lot. First, we went to Amsterdam, then we traveled to Sky, Sky to Glasgow. So, we, uh, we got two, quite a lot of travel. So before challenge start, actually my got another challenge in my room because my bag was totally wet because with the ice bag. So oh. everything was wet. So I was so stressed like... <sighs> no clothes? Yeah. No, I know, no, I still got clothes, but all my like presentation kind of thing was all totally wet. Oh. So I tried to dry and I was so stressful. And then some of the hotel room doesn't have chiller. So I need to go down to lobby and ask them for refrigeration favor, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. But it was fun. But I feel like so many different challenge before actual start the challenge the start. Com- uh, yeah. Okay. So you did the Amsterdam bit. You did your Sky bit. How was Sky? Did you like it? Yeah, of course, so beautiful. We went to Talisker Distillery. Really, really beautiful. And when we just arrived, it was really heavy rain and kind of windy. But after we and our competition suddenly got suns come up and then so beautiful, yes. And uh, what uh, were the challenges that you find the most difficult? Uh, actually, every challenge was difficult for me, but most difficult challenge was Tanqueray number 10 because mm-hmm. I need to create three different cocktails and three different speech. Um, and then the time is same time limit as other challenge. Um, and then why I so stressed because before I start my challenge, I actually <laughs> missing two ingredients. So you need I need to literally run up to collect my ingredient back. So uh-huh. after I back the backstage, like less than five seconds, they say, oh, Bunny, you need to ready to go. So, you know, already so nervous. Uh-huh. And then my judge was Julie Liner and Mr. Ago. So, yeah, very nervous, yeah. Okay, and uh, which uh, challenge did you have most fun with? Mm, I guess speech challenge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a video that <laughs> you have destroyed everybody during that speech challenge. Like, there's people on other international communities just talking about that speed round. Uh, so, thank h- you. how much did you practice for that? Uh, actually, 
maybe you don't believe uh, I never practice at all because uh, speed challenge if you never make it to top A you're not able to have this chance so always just practice before other challenge um, yeah but so I was so nervous but I memorized the recipe as much as possible and because some of the cocktail actually I never even met before okay then how I practiced was uh, Nick, my coach, actually we sit down together in the cafe and then he just give me some of the cocktail I need to like write down and then I need to draw the cocktail glass or garnish and like stir or shake or shaker or mixing glass kind of thing. We try to, he give me two minutes. So within two minutes, I need to draw everything kind of thing with how we this is how we practice, not about movement. Okay. Yeah, because I don't have time to practice movement. So how I practice so was pen and paper. paper. So you just practice the idea of it, not, yes. not the actual doing it. Yes. Wow, that's incredible. So uh, but that was really helped me a lot. That why? Was because uh, I was so nervous within two minutes, I can't do anything. I can't set up, I can't touch, or I can't do anything for my station. Uh-huh. Only literally, I can just see only, right? So when I pen and paper, when I drawing, I also kind of practice which drink I'm going to do first, you uh-huh. know, and then how I'm going to set up kind of thing. So I think that's helped me a lot, quite that, a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, all challenges are done and dusted. Announcement comes, and uh, you have just found out that you won. How did you feel? I was really just stuck, like become you know like become a frozen okay. <laughs> like ice like just in my brain just no any words okay yeah just too shock oh really yes yeah. actually before that i thought i would cry or maybe like you know but i was really literally feel that this is too big competition and then like how how should i say i imagine that i will win also feel that something wrong. Uh, I shouldn't imagine about I'm winning, you know, okay, you know. Okay. So I never ever thought that I will win. So I my 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 brain was just you know off. Yeah. <laughs> correct. <laughs> yes. And uh, and how long did it take you to get the to understand that you won? I think after one month, I'm after I come back, I'm still can't believe. Really? Yes. It took you a month yes, to realize that you won month, global world I realized, yeah. Well, I mean, like, we all know that world class is, is probably the biggest out there. And, you know, there's only a select 0.001% of bartenders in the world who win that. And now you are part of that. So it's a very, very unique club. Thank you should you. be very, very proud of Thank yourself. Thank you so much. So now that you've won world class, what's, what, what's next for you? Like, apart, okay, we talked about your career, like you're opening your own bar. And that's a massive project. Uh, would that entitle any additional work with uh, Diageo? The fact that you won work class? Uh, yes, uh, I'm going to travel with Diageo, uh, doing some get ship with uh, share with uh, experience with the work class uh, finer and kind of master class. And of course, I'm doing for the some judging for national f- uh, finer work class competition, and the most. I wanted to, but wanted to do is uh, I want to showcase more as Asian bartender, mm-hmm. not about women. 
So because I'm Korean, but I'm working in Singapore, and now I'm moving to Taipei. So I think it's uh, like I'm really excited to showcase all different part of Asia, and also wanted to inspire more young bartenders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but of course, like women, I, I because I'm woman, yeah. but of course, want to inspire like ladies or gentlemen. Doesn't matter about gender, but wanted to. Inspire more young generation bartenders. And uh, what is your best memory from workers? Mm, I'm meeting all the legacy people. Uh -huh. Yeah, like I feel that I'm chick chick with Julie Liner. I feel I'm dreaming. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. like I'm talking to Eric. You, I, I'm uh -huh. sure you know the feeling, uh -huh. right? Like I feel like kind of dreaming. Then. You know, after you win the Glover, or the previous winner come and carry you, and uh -huh, you, uh -huh. that moment, I just literally feel dream. Uh -huh, yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh. because when when I was uh, someone carry me, that I when I look down, Eric is there, right hand side, like Tim Phillips is uh -huh. left hand side, kind of thing. You know, just I feel was unforgettable moment. Yeah, in my life. Uh, Eric hair stayed the same though, right? Yes. They never move. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but do you now realize that this moment that for you was a dream, one day there will be someone who will join that competition and will look at you and will feel the same way that you felt when you look at, at the people there? Yes, I yeah. believe so. Yeah, because I keep as uh, Orlando last year winner. Uh -huh. How do you feel that... You, you was last year. You was just another competitors, and you won. And this year, you came for judging. And how do you feel? You, I, uh -huh, yeah, uh -huh. I asked him that question before, and then I think so. Next year, winner. I don't know who, but I think he will feel the same same thing. That's a crazy yeah. feeling. Must yeah, be, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, unbelievable. Cool. Um, so we talked about uh, your future projects. Uh, we talked about. The, your bar and work class. Now, I think it's a good uh, time to wrap this interview. Uh, however, I want to ask you a question I ask everyone. So if you could choose your very last drink, what would that drink be? Eyeball. Johnny Walker Eyeball. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Thank buddy. you so much. Awesome. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our chat with Bunny. You can find us on Instagram at unjigged underscore media. And you can follow our personal accounts at mmariotti89 for McKelly, Alex J. Murphy for myself, and Adrian Besser for Adrian. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.